I want to create a team that has an incredible purpose that's beyond just earning your commission. Because you can earn commission in a lot of sales jobs. Right? There are lots of jobs out there. But there's only one version of this team because you can't all go into somewhere else, right? There's only one version. So if I can make that the unique thing, then it makes it, people want to be part of it. Welcome to Be More, a podcast by Pecan. This is where everyone at an organization can hear different and meaningful perspectives on how we can all thrive in this ever-changing and constantly evolving world of work. I'm your host, Patrick Cornoyer. Let's talk about the secret behind Pecan's sales success. People say, you've had so much success in four and a half years. I mean, we think about it, joining back in 2016 and basically having very little revenue. That's why we joined was to build this company. But, and then four and a half years later, successful acquisition of Workday, $700 million. What is the secret to the success of growing the sales part of the business in four and a half years? Yeah, it's a, I don't know if it's a secret, but maybe people just don't believe it enough maybe. And it's people, <laughs> you know, it genuinely comes down to hiring the right people at the right time. And then I think what then underpins that and um, once people are in role is, you know, the discipline and the focus around the role that you have to do and the role that you have to play. But I suppose you could apply discipline and focus into your hiring strategy. So it's, but people for me are critical. You know, and I think if I look at what helped us to achieve and scale, you know, those early day highs are still all in the business now and are running teams living in different countries or in more senior roles are an inspiration for the next generation of people that are joining as pecons and you build this snowball effect. And I think if you don't get that people right, you can't attract talent who wants to join a team. You know, it doesn't seem like it's a great team to be in and who's going to stay in a team that's not fun to be in. So I think for me, the, the secret to that success in our sales team was hiring the right people and then the discipline and the focus around doing our jobs and doing our jobs to a really high standard. How did you attract those top talent at the start when you're hiring new sales leadership or it doesn't have to be leadership just people to join the team to to sell the product as well you're very young you're young as an organization you know the, the business I, doesn't I, I wasn't <laughs> the, the business doesn't have a very a very long track record right because it's a new business how did you attract top sales talent to come to a company that I mean, was in its infancy in, in many ways. I think part of it is, um, you know, Pickle wasn't my first rodeo. This is my third business, my second fast growth startup. And my advice would be to invest really heavily in your network. And that takes time. You know, it takes time to make sure that you, you know, you, you know people's partners' names, their interests, and you really care about them as an individual. And I think through doing that, what I was fortunate to do is get to meet some amazing salespeople on my journeys before. And then when the time was right, you know, I felt, and I was very lucky and I feel very humbled that, you know, the first five hires into the business were people that I knew, you know, people that I trusted and they trusted me because, you know, we'd, we'd built that strong relationship. And I think knowing that they were excellent people meant then when your network starts to get stretched, you know, those people also know five excellent people that trust each other. So you can start to do it that way. And I think when you don't have... One, you don't make that commitment in your network. And two, then you don't have 
other people that have done the same as what you've done. That's what becomes very, very difficult to attract top talent. So I think that's the, the first thing. And then I, I think the second part, how do you, you still got to convince people, you know, to, to be part of it. I think you have to be convinced yourself of why you've joined, right? As a leader, your job is to inspire people, you know, to believe that they're on something very special and very unique. And this is a huge opportunity to, to change something, to do something better, different, that everyone's going to hear about and it's going to be really fun, but it's going to be really hard. You know, are you up for it? And I think if you if you can build that message around the company mission, provide them with the securities that they need, you know, and again, that comes down to understanding, they might have mortgages, whatever it might be, give them that kind of level of security. And then you give them the belief that they could be successful in the role if they apply themselves. I think that's the way that we built the talent and the focus on joining our sales team is we're very true to this is a really good fun place to work. You know, and it's not just me saying it, you can meet my team. And then secondly, I think it was making sure that we were very, very clear on what the mission of the company was. And I think if you hire people that are as inspired as what you are around what the company wants to go, that helps to attract and get the talent over the line after those kind of uh, those first couple of interviews. So thinking about those original hires back five years ago, four and a half years ago, a number of them are still here today. We're at PCON when the acquisition happened. How did you retain those sales team members? Some were sales leaders, some grew. Actually, they all had careers that grew over the, the four and a half years. How did you manage that? And how did you retain that talent? Because a big challenge right now in the world of work is how do we retain our top talent within our businesses? How did you do it? in the past four and a half, five years? In all honesty, like the, I got out of their way, you know, like I, I think if you, if you have to say you're, oh, I'm going to empower my team, like what were you doing in the first place? Like, you know, they should already be empowered. You hired them because they were brilliant. Like let them go and be brilliant. And I, and I think there's an element of that. If you, you try to provide people with where the end goal is and give them a steer on the path to walk down, but let them walk it, you know, let them go through it because you'd be amazed how much you learn as, a, as well as a leader by doing that. And then their peers follow and they want to learn. So you know, I think this, that's one thing, get out of their way and let them be the best version of themselves and steer them. I think there's also around creating a culture of, of, of trust and, and caring. You know, we were so focused around our, our sales mantra and our culture and the expectations that we held each other to that you didn't want to leave this team. You know, a great team is really hard to build. It's really hard to find, you know, it's really difficult to forget. So, you know, like I think if you can, if you can carve all of that out from expect expectation management, like who doesn't want to be part of a winning team? Who doesn't want to be part of a team that cares about each other? And who doesn't want to celebrate milestones and be part of something really unique? And I think that was my job as a leader is to, to make sure that those things were constantly spoken about in meetings, in little slacks to individuals to say that like, you did a good job, like praise people on inputs as well as outputs, you know, give the team opportunities to speak at meetings and, and, and don't make yourself the center of attention. When stuff goes wrong, you step forward and you take the hits. That's the job as the leader. And when things are going well, you step out of the way and put everyone else in the limelight. And it's hard to do sometimes because there are times you want to throttle people for not doing things right, but that's not going to create the culture that's going to get people through making mistakes and get better. So I think it's really those things, right? It's building a team that is genuinely empowered to be the best version. It's around creating a culture where people feel safe and that they feel cared about and around giving them the opportunity to continue to develop and grow and um, to be the best version of themselves. Individual 
being an individual at work and individual self is incredibly important right now. And a focus on individual performance. And as you said, recognition for individual performance, reward for individual performance. How did you balance and how do you balance creating a culture of individual performance and success mixed and balanced with team spirit, team success? And how do you manage to inspire both? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, mean, I don't believe in the phrase of salespeople are coin operated. I think you know, that's well, certainly not when you're on the journey that we're on. Those, those people would struggle, I think, in this, this environment. But that's not to say they're not motivated by money, right? Sales is a hard gig and, you know, you, you do it because there's huge opportunities to, to earn a great living. And I think part of your job in a senior sales leadership role is to, to manage working closely with your CFO and your peers around that value of salespeople, to give them, you know, the inspirational things to go and do something different. Now, that whether that's with a younger sales rep that wants to buy a nice car or whether it's with a senior rep that's like, you know, taking their kids on nice holidays, whatever it is, right? You need to you need to harness that. And then you need to go back internally with your team to build the right budgets to be able to say, look, if we get this kind of environment right, we're winning and winning well is the best feeling in the world, both because they're remunerated well and most importantly, the intrinsic side around the recognition, you know, is at the forefront. I can build you a world-class sales team. And I think also then to reverse that, if you're in the middle, is then coming down through the, the chain is you need to be showing the sales team that you're operating in a fair and consistent manner as a leader. Right? And a fair and consistent is that, yes, we pay commission, but you don't win the deal on your own. You know, there is a whole load of other people that support us in getting there. And I think that's what helps build this balance of like culture and reward. You know, yes, they need to be paid well. And, and you know, it's our job as sales leaders to make sure that you're building the business case to get that that stuff through. But at the same time, when you're going back to your team around building the culture, it's generally around the old, you know, there's there's kind of no I in team kind of scenario because you don't. Like if you and it's not fun to win on your own. You know, even if you're a tennis player, what's the first thing they say is I want to thank my coaches and everyone else that's helped me. And yet that sport ideally it's one person to hit the winning shot. You say the same thing is one sales rep sends the order form, but to get to that order form stage, you had to have an amazing product built. You had to have marketing supporting you with the branding. You had to have people like you, Patrick, supporting with the proposals and presentations. And I think that's how you try to balance it is you need to create the equilibrium on fairness and make sure that your team understand that. And I think that helps to, uh, to manage those two scenarios. So thinking about those focus areas for a successful team and finding that balance between team spirit, team culture, and also a focus on individual success recognition. A big conversation right now that we're having, especially in this season of the podcast, is around retaining top talent, retaining talent within an organization, particularly top talent within an organization. As a leader, what are you focused on from a sales perspective, right? From from your team, you're, you obviously lead a significant team through many countries, many different personalities, expectations, needs, different types of leaders on your team, again, that are very unique and individual and celebrated for that uniqueness and that individual aspect and their perspective. What are you focused on for the next few months? And as we go into 2022, What's your focus to retain the talent and 
continue to have this high functioning team and also high functioning individuals? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot on, right? And the market's um, really hot right now, coming off the back of the, the pandemic. And we know that there are a lot of people that are, are looking at other opportunities, a lot of people looking to hire. And I think part of it, like, is being honest about that. And I think that's the first step is like, let's not kid ourselves. So, I, you know, you, you didn't sign a life contract when you agreed to come and work, you know, in, 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 in peak on in workday. You know, this is a choice. And if you've made that choice, let's make the most of it, right? Like there's only, your heart only has so many beats in it. Don't waste one, right? Like let's let's make sure that, you know, while you're here on this journey, you have a lot of fun and you're really successful and you're learning a lot. And I think being honest and open with people on that is a really good step forward. And the second part to then is I want to create a team that has an incredible purpose that's beyond just earning your commission. Because you can earn commission in a lot of sales jobs. Right? There are lots of jobs out there. But there's only one version of this team because you can't all go into somewhere else. Right? There's only one version. So if I can make that the unique thing, then it makes it people want to be part of it. So that comes down to building a purpose and around coming down to making sure that then inside that purpose, individuals feel that they can play their part in achieving it. And everyone will be unique. And like in, in a sales side, like I think one of the mistakes people make sometimes is, you know, everyone's focused on the outputs, like who closed the biggest deal? And yes, you should celebrate those things. Of course you should. And who who's the highest achiever on hitting target? Yes, you should celebrate those things. But the next level of your talent, like your SDR team, do you do the right shout outs for the inputs? You know, who's built the best proposal? You know, who handled those objections the most? And I call them one percenters because a hundred of those, job done. But I think what 1% give you is an opportunity to elevate your team. You give everyone an opportunity to speak about one of those things that went really, really well. So you create a culture of recognition, you create a culture of learning, and everyone then wants to be part of that. So I think there are things that you can do to try to make sure you can't stop people interviewing. And I don't think you should, right? People have to be here by choice. If you hold someone almost in prison by paying them more money, are you getting more productivity? You're just paying people more money not to be productive. Like focus on how do you make people want to be part of the team? Think about what inspired you. What's the best team leader that you've worked with? What teams do you like being part of? And try to build that environment with a really clear purpose. And that's, you know, I don't think it's foolproof, but I think it goes a long way to making sure that people don't want to leave your team and they want to be a big part of it. Neil, thank you for sharing with us some very important, specific aspects of retaining top talent, focusing on a great balance between team success and individual success, a focus on recognition, the importance of recognition of not only the outputs, but the inputs and building and continuing to build and maintain a team culture, an internal culture within an organization. That's where people want to be. If we focus on people and if we focus on creating an environment where they want to be, they see personal success, growth, and that they individually are valued and that they are a valued member of a larger team. I think those are great suggestions as far as where to focus, particularly in the next few months and in the coming months beyond that as we go into 2022 about being able to retain our teams and build for the future. So Neil, thank you very much for sharing with us. I always love having conversations with you. So <laughs> I appreciate you being on and uh, yeah, just very much a big thank you for sharing your insights. My pleasure. And thank you for having me. 
And that was Be More, a podcast by Pecan. Be sure to search for Be More in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future conversations. On behalf of the team here at Pecan, thanks for listening.